Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and thank you for joining me at Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kamalovsky, and we are studying Tractate Shabbat, page 10. We have left behind the questions of Rishut HaRabim, Rishut HaYachid for now. We've left behind the questions of marking out private and public space. You know, the rabbis, they'll drive you crazy with such precision. They're focused on questions like, what if a house doesn't have the requisite tent fachim of height? Do you have to do you have to count the roof? Do you have to dig beneath the ground to make up ten tefachim of height? And then you get a page like this, which is so full of depth and important issues, dvarim she'omdim berumo she'olam, things that truly stand at the apex of heaven, the the apex of uh, questions of religious worship. It's it's an awesome page. It's exciting to study a page like this. The first thing that the, the page takes up is the question of prayer garments. You remember that at the end of yesterday's page, we said that the Babylonians uh, tended to wear very elaborate belts, and that, that the beginning of a meal was the ritual releasing of the belts. And then we started talking about prayer a little bit, and so that starts us into a question of what is it that you should wear in the course of praying? The sages cite a verse from the prophet Amos, Hikon likrat Elohecha Yisrael, prepare to meet your God. And Rashi says about this, Hit na'elifanav, dress beautifully before God, for dressing seriously, putting on fancy clothes, will certainly affect your, uh, your religious experience. We, in, in Jewish life, we, uh, we are often very casual, but I think that the idea behind this idea is that certain dramatic prayer postures are appropriate for prayer, while simultaneously other ones uh, are really inappropriate for prayer. And one of the things that occupies the sages on this page, both the Daf uh, Aleph and the Daf Bet, is that nakedness is a problem. And they talk about bathhouses, and you're not supposed to you're not supposed to uh, pray or work filling in a bathhouse where there are naked people. And they actually say what is a fabulous line that you shouldn't say the word shalom in the course of being in a bathhouse or being among naked people because shalom is itself one of the divine names. We, uh, we hear certain reports about the sages that Rabba Barav Huna would put on fancy uh, footwear, wear, wear nice shoes, and Rava would dress up like um, you would wear a cloak and you would throw the cloak off and, and Rav Kahana would throw the cloak off and put out his hands like a servant begging before the master. And that is taken to be a kind of a dramatic gesture of one's own submission before God. Later on, towards the end of the page, the Talmud takes up a, a great question about gifts. Do you have to um, let people know about the gifts that you're giving them? And what is the best way to give a gift to, uh, to avoid the subsequent problems? There's a famous statement, which is a, is a great statement. Anybody interested in Jewish liter, uh, literacy should know this, this one. Amar le'akadosh baruch hu Moshe, God says to Moses, Matana tova yeshli bevet ginzi, I have a great gift in my storehouse, Shabbat Shema, 
and its name is Shabbat. And I want to give it to the Jewish people. Go and tell them about it. And the rabbis say, from this you know that you should never give a gift without telling the person that it is a gift. And there's some more back and forth about that. But the thing that I would really like to focus on today and spend just a little bit of time is a preoccupation of the sages about the different values between prayer and study. The rabbis are in this respect like any sort of professional professional scholar. They're very interested in theoretical questions and oftentimes they will even denigrate normal religious practice. In fact, our page right now includes the report of a criticism of a scholar who spends too much time in prayer. He's wasting the life of the world to come, that is to say the study of intellectual life, on stupid practical things like praying for health and well-being. And the rabbis in that example seem to think that it would be stupid to care too much about this world. You should spend your life uh, up there in the spheres thinking about theoretical issues. However, we have a fascinating little statement here by Rav Ami, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, who are two sages of the land of Israel of, I guess, the, the late 3rd or early 1st, 4th century, who in the midst of their uh, theoretical study would interrupt it regularly and they would bang on the door and they would say, if anybody has a practical case for us to adjudicate, please let him enter and come before us. That is to say that they would interrupt their theoretical study so that they could try to make justice in the human realm. The Tosafot, the medieval Bible, the medieval Talmud commentaries who are Rashi's intellectual and physical descendants say that we learn from this that making judgment in the world is more important than study for its own sake. And the rabbis have a great, great saying, saying here on uh, 10a, Yud Amud Aleph, that to me is really the very best thing that can be said about a Jew. It says, Kol dayan shedan in emet shedan din emet la'amito. Anyone, any judge, who judges a true judgment, afilu sha'achat, even for just one moment, the Bible, that is to say, all that is holy, all that is God, you know, God and all that is holy, treats him, it is as if he becomes a partner with God in the creation of the world. To judge in actual human relations, not in theoretical material, but to make peace between people, to do justice between people, that makes you God's partner in building up the world. This teaching implies that God left the world incomplete, unfinished, and it takes human beings to make justice in the world, to make the world complete. Thank you for studying Daf Yud with me, and I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow on page Yud Aleph, page 11. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One B. Available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.